The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Welcome along to Remember When. I'm so excited about today's episode. This is a podcast where we look back at the trends and phenomena that defined our time as youth in Aotearoa. And I feel like there is very little that defines that time uh, in quite the same way the topic does for today for so many people. My name is Jane Yee. I am joined by Jihi Jun, who is a staff writer here at The Spinoff and features editor returning to The Spinoff Fold, Alex Casey. And we are together to remember when... Emo. <laughs> if I were to go, ding, 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 ding. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. To see a marching band. We probably have to stop there before we get down for copyright. Yeah. Oh, um, happy memories. That was, in case you didn't know, that was my chemical romance in the studio singing live. Amazing. Yeah. They made I it am, through quarantine early. I'm actually Gerard Way. You can't tell me otherwise. Speaking of Gerard Way, you yeah. do know about the street, right? In Meadowbank. Me? There's a street in Meadowbank that's called Gerard Way. We need to take this podcast <laughs> into the field right. and record it there. That's incredible. I'm amazed every time I drive past and the street sign is still there. Do they know? They know. I remember like bringing it up with them in an interview one time. Well, it wasn't me. I didn't get to interview them. It was my co-host and I made him tell. Great. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I was way too old to be part of emo at the time, but I was working in music, so I feel like I'm still reasonably qualified and I definitely loved the music. But you guys were in it, right? Okay, my thing is I wanted to be in it, but I was never brave enough to get in it. I was almost like more insufferable because I thought I was too complicated to be like a proper emo. Like oh, I was you were like, too complicated to like, be I was, emo. Like, I was like a classic fake. What did they call Like, What was the word for like fake? Poser. I was a poser. I was a total poser. And you've changed now? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still a poser to this day. But yeah, it was sort of like, I guess, Green Day and stuff like that kind of got me into it. Yeah. And then it took a long time to get out. Green I Day was like your gateway out. your gateway band? It's my gateway drug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was also like sort of like in my teens and stuff. I think I was like about 13 when like emo kind of hit that like commercial height. Because I know like emo, what is it? It stands for like emotional hardcore or something. Mm. And it's like a lot of people have like different definitions for it. But I think like the sort of idea that most people have of it are like you think of like the holy trinity of emo at its height it's like panic at the disco Mm -hmm. my chemical romance and fallout boy Mm -hmm. and then you had like all the other ones like paramore all american rejects the academy is 30 seconds to to mars Mars. lost profits yeah oh Oh, no they're very (laughs) cancelled all-time love afi (laughs) afi they were kind of like like harder you know like good charlotte yellow card Simple plan. You forget about all these. Do you remember bands. Um, Dashboard Confessions? Yes. Oh yes. Hands down. <laughs> terrible, terrible band name. Also, Dashboard Confessions. Oh. Fuck. Hey, I just on Good Charlotte. A little tidbit. Um, when they f- when they first came to New Zealand to do a promo tour, and they were quite clean cut, and it was just the twins at that point. Oh yeah. Um, 
uh, Joel gave me his email address. Oh, do you want to know what it is? What was it? Cash dog rules at aol.com. Oh my what? god, rules with a Z. You've just doxed him. Dog <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably got a Gmail by now. Oh my Why god. He? Also, he never replied to my email, so, so just that's, that's what you get. Joel this is from just a purely Charlotte. personal, like yeah. reaching out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but, that's a sliding doors moment. Like I say, he never replied, so he <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> um, I feel like a really big thing that got me into emo as well was like MySpace and that whole culture around it. Mm. Like there were, I can almost remember the like kings and queens of the emo scene in Auckland that had the really big MySpace pages and the big following. I feel like one of them was called Brian. <laughs> <laughs> But it was always like, Brian, beautiful disaster. They had those kind of fake names. Yeah, It's Um, funny you mentioned MySpace because I've got here as one of my talk topics is like, what was the social media of choice? Because to me, the MySpace angle is synonymous Mm. with the emo selfie angle and having, because I know Mm. that I had like the fringe that went, like I was, again, can I just say, mid-twenties, far too old. But I had the big swoopy fringe and the the eyeliner Mm -hmm. and kind of like the, not a sad face because I wasn't full emo, (laughs) but just like (laughs) pensive... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well like like Alex says like she was like a fake emo or whatever, mm. but it's like I was also really, really into emo music, but it's like I don't think I like ever outwardly showed it that much. Like I mm. had the fringe. Yeah. And I had like the thickly plastered on black eyeliner just all over mm-hmm. the rim of the eye and then like you know like the, do you remember those like black jelly bracelets as well you could oh, get oh and you do that thing where you link them yeah and you them. link them and you're like I'm so cool but like that was like pretty much the height of it because like, I feel like I was like somewhat straddling between the emo kid but also like the indie rock kid. right yeah because I was really mm-hmm. into like the arching monkeys and the strokes and killers and all that kind of thing so it was like kind of in between that you and I would have gone very well oh my god like Jane we have to do an indie rock podcast yes, as well we- Absolutely. Because like, but yeah, I was like really into like lots of different music. I just remember like when I was 13, like being obsessed with Pete Wentz. Oh my God. Did you have the Pete Wentz is my homeboy (laughs) t-shirt? Do you remember those though? Do you remember like when you was that fan of the Jesus is my homeboy and then there were the Pete Wentz ones? Oh my God. (laughs) Because me and my friend like made them. For the Fall Out Boy concert that was oh yeah oh yeah you should was out you west. should talk about your um Fall Out Boy experience Alex Sorry. 2007 I'm pretty sure it was the first time Fall Out Boy had come to New Zealand me and my friend Geraldine were just on one like we don't <laughs> we like spent maybe two weeks making a scrapbook mm. to give to when like Coup de Main was just starting and oh they were God. like it was such of the time we made this intricate scrapbook we had photo shoots themed to fit all the different videos so we did like a Sugar We're Going Down one where we had like deer antlers totally inappropriate like 15 year old girls taking sexy pics in a scrapbook to give some adult men <laughs> more like this is fine this is great this is exactly what we want to do and I remember one of the pages we glued in for some reason like a pearl necklace anyway and then cut to like a few weeks later there was a photo that Coup Main posted on MySpace of them standing there with all their tat that they get given from all the fans mm. and under Pete Wentz's arm no. I could see the pearl necklace poking out of the pages and I remember we held each other <laughs> And cried <laughs> for hours. Like it was, the fandom was so deep and so intense. And that was, yeah. we hadn't even gone to the concert yet. So we took the day off school for some reason because we wanted to get like the front, front, yeah, front of everything. So we got there at about 11 a.m. outside the stadium. We started taking no-dose caffeine pills really early on in the day because we were terrified of getting tired. Terrified of getting tired. We're like, this we have to be there. an amazing story, Alex. <laughs> we have to be there fully present for them. We heard the sound check cried, held each other. Um, 
And then, but we didn't eat anything. So we were just eating caffeine pills, which are very strong and should not be consumed like like that. And then we got there. I can't remember who was the opening act. Um, but then it was like, the thing drops. It's Fallout Boy. We're at the front getting crushed. I am so overwhelmed. I start projectile vomiting. <laughs> Projectile vomiting all over the crowd, all over myself, and then I had to leave. <laughs> and that was like, that was it. I was so devoted that I completely ruined it for myself. Did you ever manage to, to see them again? Several times, yeah. I think I've seen them three times since. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it okay. was all fine. Um, I, was I think it would be, I mean, if those bands come back here, and God willing, it'll be the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it will just be us. Yeah, yes. I don't know if you've been, but there's a there's a place called Ding Dong Lounge in the city. <laughs> Can I just say um, I'm completely yes. out of touch? Yeah, with young people and never oh, even look, the Ding Dong Lounge. <laughs> the demographic there are not young. Okay. These are people like in their late twenties to thirties. They are young. Um, <laughs> <laughs> young to me. Yeah. But it's like there's people there and they hold like these emo nights and it's just everyone just gets dressed up, you know, purple lipstick, teased hair, you know, pl- like short, almost like schoolgirl skirts and like knee length socks and all that kind of thing. Everyone just is just like for all those people who can't get over that error, you know, mm. I didn't look the part really. I never fully committed to the black. I did have platinum blonde hair and black underneath. Yeah. And oh, that that's of- good. You know, and really thin at the ends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and really big yeah. at the top. Well, it's like, what is it? Is it the razor cut layers and it's this voluminous like, nest of hair at the top mm-hmm. with the very, very severe fringe. And then it just turns into like these wispy, straight little things like falling like right over like your nipples or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's definitely a look. <laughs> but you know, it's like, that's like the scene. Like scene and emo are like. They're like different things. Because scene is like mm. the fashion and the mm-hmm. style and stuff, and emo is more like the music. Yeah, but, but like, obviously they're very synonymous. A, a crossover and a, yeah. one fashion label that did very well out of the whole emo phase was uh, Illicit. Yes. Illicit and misery, misery, which was like the the ladies' version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I got my first Misery T-shirt. I just, oh my god, it was like pale pink. I just thought I was hot shit, and I was, to be fair. You were. I was looking good. I, I had a lot of plastic jewelry in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go back to it. I mean, it's, reinvent yourself. Well, it sounds like it's coming back into fashion, right? <laughs> okay, we have to wrap it up because otherwise we'll be here all day. Thank you very much, Alex and GE. It's been so emotional. <laughs> Thinking back to the time that was emo. Thank you very much, Tina Tiller, for recording. Thank you to the spin-off members for making this podcast possible, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories, even though they were so great. He tastes like you, only sweeter. Oh, love. Kia ora e tewi, te ai he butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.